0: that thing about like social media as you know you know people, even though you've never met them but you've become familiar with them and when you you know you see them and you're like oh i yeah i know you how was that and this and the other and
1: yeah you're you're honestly one i have three friends in my life derek is one you're you're the other
0: (laughs) oh that's awesome man i'm stoked (laughs) all
1: right let's let's, let's
0: Let's
2: get let's get this thing rolling okay I'm Derek Riley I'm with Charlie Smith and welcome to dirty water a hit a fruitless discourse where opinion is everything and facts only really matter the result may be banal or profound pedestrian or intriguing whatever you think of us and our swinging attitudes we promise you'll never be bored today on dirty water we've got a very special guest the pro ish surfer comedian creator of the YouTube series one and a half men which our guest makes for the almost WCT level pro Billy Stammen whose diminutive size juxtaposes nicely in a comical sense with our special guest 6'3 frame. He was the star of our once upon a time in New Zealand wetsuit film last year. He is anti camper pro lockdown, the screw footed King of New Zealand's most famous left-hand point and proprietor of the Instagram account at Raglan surf report. Mr. Luke Sederman, how's house arrest going in Raglan, Luke?
0: Um, it's going about as well as I'd, I'd hoped for. Um, it's not, I wouldn't call it house arrest, it's more just um, just stay at home and hang out and play video games and watch TV and try to be productive, but it's just, it's all unproductive really. Um, but yeah, no, it's all good, can still walk to the beach, so can't really complain, little vacation really. So
2: have you really just been sitting inside playing video games for the last month?
0: Uh, I wish I hadn't, but I, I, yeah, I, I have been. Um, I had all these ideas. Of um, of coming out of this with you know maybe a feature film written or or you know take up a new hobby learn a language or something like that but it's just PlayStation Four.
2: <laughs> can you just can you describe the situation in New Zealand for uh, for people in Australia and in the US?
0: Uh, yeah, so it's similar um, because we're all you know in this whole uh, pandemic thing together, but uh, w- we've been in a a lockdown for uh, three and a half weeks. And um it's called level four lockdown. So we have, I guess, well, four levels. And so we're at <laughs> level four at the moment. And then next week we're supposed to go down to level three. But level four means we pretty much have to stay at home. Uh we can't partake in any kind of uh sports that may be um deemed unsafe, like surfing, obviously. And uh and, and it's basically just stay at home. They're telling everyone to stay at home and stay safe that's basically the the mantra that they've been um you know giving us every day
2: <laughs> so, so, so some people you know view the pandemic through the lens of tragedy but you're snatching at it as a great opportunity i saw your pandemic proof t-shirts and um you know I, ne- I nearly bought one to put alongside my 250 dollars modem um shark deterrent leash and i thought wait a second are those things really pandemic proof
0: Oh, those t-shirts. Well, um, I hate to say, I'm not sure if I could get any you know, legal kind of ramifications from this, but they weren't actually tested for their ability to kind of uh, protect uh, anyone from any kind of pandemic or any kind of virus. Uh, that was just a ploy for me to try and sell my merchandise. Um, I've, I've tried a whole bunch of different ways to to slang my merch online. And I was just kind of jumping on the whole hype of the pandemic to try and Uh, sell stuff because i noticed people were trying to sell masks and hand hand sanitizer and you know stuff like that that probably doesn't even work anyway so i just thought why not get in on a bit of that action get it make a bit of money um out of people who are struggling with their daily daily lives and uh yeah and and so i just went with that one and uh i I think i sold two t-shirts so it was it was successful
1: (laughs) 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 i mean that's truly where heroes rise to be honest though luke I, i would imagine every single great uh what like millionaire billionaire of the last couple centuries started slanging things to poor people and they sold two and then somehow there's a shell game that happens after you sell two and maybe you're aware of that game now that
0: like and i mean any advice happy to take yeah, well, uh, actually, business has been booming, I've noticed. Um, because uh, I guess it's one of those things when you're, you're left with what you've got, you've got you've to make do with what you've got. And uh, at the moment, I guess most of us don't have a lot. So we have to be creative about it. And that's where, where I got to the point where I was just like, well, I can probably, you know, this is a marketing opportunity where I can try and, you know, slang my, um, you know, 100% cotton t-shirts that I make. Well, I don't actually make them. They're just T-shirts. I get them printed. Um, Are they made in in China? Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I I don't even look at the labels, man. I'm just all about the money. I'm not about the ethics. Um, And then, so, yeah, I just thought, you know, uh, take this opportunity and make something with it. And, yeah, it's actually, I sold four yesterday. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, I'm killing it. I'm killing it. You're coming
1: out of the coronavirus apocalypse as the richest man in the game you will be
0: the oh, top wait of wait wait look at this check it this. so this is i made 120 dollars oh. yesterday so I <laughs> that's amazing and and the thing is i don't know if you guys have seen um uh ozark uh, yeah. you know where yeah you, yeah yeah, you, yeah when, when they're so into the money laundering. laundering so i i literally laundered money. this money because like I got it off this guy, he came up to my house, which he's not allowed to do legally, but don't tell anyone that. And um, and he handed the money over to me, and so I was just like, "Well, I'm not gonna trust this money. I don't know this bloke." So I um I literally laundered the money. I went and I chucked it in the um the dishwasher and uh, and put on a cycle and um, clean money, hundred and twenty dollars.
2: What are you What are you gonna do with your windfall?
0: Um. Well, obviously I'm unemployed at the moment, like everyone else. So I'm just going to invest this on in bills and stuff.
2: <laughs> did, you, oh, did you, hey Luke, do you work apart from um, Raylan Uh
0: I was last year. Um, and then you guys got me to do a job and I was like, this is my big break. And then I just, you know, dropped tools and I just thought, this is it. This is it for me. This is my new career. And, uh, yeah, ever since you guys gave me that job doing the, doing the wetsuit guide, man, it's just been up and up. So, yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for that.
2: <laughs> hey, sp- speaking of um, that movie, Once Upon a Time in New Zealand, which I'll, which I'll post in the story that goes to the podcast, in the in Once Upon a Time in New Zealand, you travel from 2019 to 1984, and there's this wonderful moment when you describe what life is like now with everyone walking, walking around attached to their little robots. So in the light of the last two months, how would you describe life now to someone in 1984
0: whoa i don't know i don't it's undescribable. i don't know how you could like jam pack that all into like a description if you were telling someone from you know 35 years ago whatever it is uh (laughs) what 2020 is like i read something actually um on the old internet um as you do uh the other day and it was about someone describing 10 years down the track and I read it and I was just like, that's just, it sounds ridiculous. Because it does, it sounds absolutely ridiculous if you were to tell someone, you know, what, what our current state of the world is like at the moment. But um, I don't know, if I was going to tell everyone, I'd just keep it quite uh, quite short and compact and I'd just say, it's all fucked, you know, just, <laughs> just easy, you know, just easy. Do you have to, do you have to actually
1: put a mask on to go to stores in New Zealand or I mean, what does level four actually involve besides not surfing?
0: Uh, I don't know. Um, I think just not surfing, that's the main one uh, that I've been hearing from surfers. Is they're not really worried about anything else apart from the whole not surfing thing. But I'm not sure if it's a legal requirement if you have to wear a mask when you go outside. But we're we're told, like, I mean, you guys surely as well, that act like you have the virus so if you're you know going to be out out and about and around people then you know obviously wear a mask and you know act like you have the virus but i'm i don't think it's it's a requirement to to wear one is it is it in bondi derek
2: well i'm i'm in bondi no there's nothing about wearing masks there's there's, there's a there's a few uh, there's a few freaks walking around with masks but I'm in Cronulla. Well, They were
0: having beach parties, weren't they? They were having beach parties uh, until, I, I, two no, weeks I, ago.
2: Yeah, I was, I was on the beach with everyone else. Mm. It, was amazing. Was it, was, it was, you know,
0: it was, der- a hundred,
2: it was 100 degrees. It was glorious. Of course, cool you're going to be at the beach.
0: But with, with like with here, distancing, though, two meters.
1: Yeah,
2: also, you know, half a foot. You know. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. See, you know. In Stinking San Diego, as the virus gets lesser and lesser, the strictures get more and more. So yesterday they just closed off the entire walking trail. uh, And now you actually have to wear a mask in a store. No way. That's wild. Yeah. Like you go to a store. I got handed the other day, went to some store, got handed some crazy ass plastic thing to put over. I mean, I didn't have a mask, of course, had to have some plastic thing that I had to hold in front of my face while shopping. Was that Seaside Market? No, I mean, the seaside has been doing that for a long time. This is what I'd, I thought the more libertine market uh, called Lazy Acres. I mean, by the name Lazy Acres, <laughs> you assume a, a more libertine sensibility, but no. I
0: well, got, what was the plastic rip- thing? Was it, was it, or had it already been used? Do you know, like
1: very possibly, yes. It was yeah. the craziest plastic thing, like it wasn't a cloth mask, it was nothing. And the security guard, I put my t shirt over my mouth, I said, Is this okay? And he said, yeah. And then he saw me drop my T-shirt as soon as I walked in (laughs) and then came running over with this plastic thing. So maybe he... I mean, that probably stands to reason. He gave me coronavirus for being an asshole. Or he saved your life.
0: He saved your life.
1: By giving me coronavirus for being an asshole.
0: No, more by giving you a a perfectly good plastic thingy to put over your face instead of your T-shirt.
1: But I didn't even know how that plastic... I mean... I, we should. I should. We should give that plastic thing to, to a listener as a gift because it uh, is. Do you have it? I do. And he told me how to wear it. Oh, and so it's, you kept it. That's awesome. I, I mean, it was so bizarre looking that I kept it as a token of the coronavirus apocalypse. So you
2: get uh, a, a free gift. That's I got the, a gift. It's one of those great moments of this uh, it, pandemic. It, it,
1: I got a free gift and some really good, Luke. New Zealand grass fed beef is what I came away with.
0: That wasn't free, but it was ah, really cool. well that's the only thing that's the only thing we've got left here now in terms yeah. of our industry is um our beef. So I hope you enjoyed it. And by my
1: it was it was literally two days worth of food. I just ate it right now with a whole family that's not supposed to be here because I mean they're not here. Uh but yeah, delicious. <laughs> but they are there, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, Chaz, um, you've, you've had two tickets in what three days? Yeah. Can you, can you can you talk us through the two tickets?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I got two tickets for eating pan Asian Asian fusion cuisine outdoors, but I feel really bad because while I'm doing this podcast, I shouldn't say his name. Should I say his name? Say his name. Jimmy Kane.
0: Oh, Jimmy Kane.
1: Kane is out busting it on a surf. He and I had one planned, but the surf wasn't good. He, texted me earlier and said, uh, it's not that good. I'm off it. Uh, but then he texted me right before this and said, nope, I'm going out. So Jimmy Kane is right now subverting the authorities. I was supposed to be with him, but I'm here <laughs> doing a podcast, which I don't know how you get more lily-livered sissy than doing a podcast instead of busting through for ticket number three. So where's,
2: where's Jimmy Serving Sissy at?
1: He sent me a whole diagram, it's epic, uh, of how he was going to paddle out and where he was going to go when the cops got him. Yeah, but uh, not Seaside, uh, Cardiff Reef. Ah. But he had, he had an escape
0: plan all sorted out. He, he has the, knew, the entire exactly what he's done out.
1: Precisely, of like where he's paddling in, in the river. Uh, and w- if the cops come, he has exit. Pl- I mean, it's honestly like um, Ocean's Eleven, where cops come here, I go here, cops go there, I go there. And I just totally hung about to drive for a damn podcast. Jimmy is doing it alone. There's nobody to chase. Cause I, my position was, I've had two tickets. So I'll get the third ticket and just whatever. You go run away. But what, now, what do you
0: get stung for? I, I have to go to court.
1: It's not what? even. Yeah, I'm a criminal. I have to go to court twice.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Co- you, you can't just get it doubled up and have one court date for two offenses.
1: Nothing. I've got to go to court twice for my two offences for eating Asian fusion cuisine.
0: What have they got against Asian food?
1: That, I mean, that's what I, my... i going to get was my lawyer... Is that it? I feel that it was. I, I'm going to get my lawyer on that this is racially based. Uh, it was a biased offence against the food I was eating, not against what I was actually doing.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure you could use that. That would hold up if you brought the race card into play. I mean, I feel... I feel, and after
1: not seeing the sun for 190 days, I will be a vague shade of yellow. So I feel I'll be good to go. <laughs> you have to
2: bring in a sexual assault somewhere. Can you be a gay black man while you're there?
1: I've I've been you can sure. throw that. I'll have to get real tan though, real quick, in order to throw that down.
2: You'll have to choose between being yellow or black though.
1: I mean, but I feel that either way, I feel that I could say they were racist specifically against me for eating Asian fusion when we all know this came from
0: China, right? True. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking when you, when you first said you got, uh, got ticketed for eating Asian fusion. I just assumed that it was yeah, because of the, the, the correlation between COVID-19 and, and Wuhan and China. I should
1: really throw in that I was eating like a nice Penang bat is basically what it was
0: anyway. Ah, oh, it's a mystery, mate, most of it anyway, isn't it? That's what I think. And you oh. may as well have that. Hey, but, so, Luke, so,
2: th- so, Luke, so Luke, tell me, you're, um, you're pro no surf during lockdown yet?
0: Yeah? Oh, well, I guess so. I I mean, it was all very, very, um, it was in the infant stages of, of level four lockdown, so I had to pick a side, really, and stick with it. So I went with the, the non-surfing side. And, uh, and so I've been pro that the whole time, but I really can't wait to get out in the water. Do
1: you, do you feel like you chose poorly with the information that's come out since of like, oh, wait, wait a second. New Zealand has 4 million people. We are not, we have half the population of Wuhan, China, spread over multiple islands with multiple hobbits and sheep in between at a lower breath plane. What was I worried about?
0: well i think it was i mean it was definitely less uh, to do with the actual spread of the virus because yeah there's not i mean we don't really have many people here so there wasn't <laughs> it wasn't about that it was more about putting stress potentially on emergency services and if someone got into trouble then having to to break that um uh what they keep talking about bubble breaking an emergency uh services person's bubble uh pretty much and um uh, although that was you know pretty you know unlikely to happen they just kind of had to put that blanket rule over everyone just so uh we'd all stay out of trouble have you have you ever gone to the hospital for surfing uh, no nah, i mean there's probably heaps of time that i, I should have but i'm just i'm quite tough and resilient so i didn't you know <laughs> didn't worry about it but uh i do have friends who have, have um, been to the hospital plenty of times for surfing related injuries
2: have you
0: surfed at uh, all during the lockdown, uh, Luke? I'm, pff, no. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, my answer is regardless. It's going to be no. But uh, no, <laughs> so I we're, we're, no we're, honestly, <laughs> I haven't. I, I haven't been surfing. Because really? I, I, Well, I, I stuck to my guns, and I made my stand at the start of the lockdown. I said, nah, can't go surfing. It's, uh, it's not a good thing to be doing at the moment because of, you know, the whole emergency services thing. So I, I had to stick with that. Because otherwise um, I'd look like a fucking dickhead and I would feel like a dickhead too. I don't think I could live with myself if I um, blatantly contradicted what I was saying and what I but believed in. You,
1: but you totally won at this point, right? I mean, you're brave leader lifting down to level three
0: and also throughout the if you don't surf, don't start mantra. Oh, that was brilliant. And I read that. I think she came up with that one yesterday and I was hoping for – for that to be maybe a little more refined and have some more more guidelines around that uh, in terms of board size. I was thinking more <laughs> board And get because it's all about eliminating risk or as much risk as, as we can. And obviously by having people that are not uh, not that good at surfing, um, we could probably tack on no stand-up paddleboarders as well. Um so, throw, get, I thought this was just a great moment to potentially just get rid of them altogether. I still think it's there, though. I still
1: think the opportunity is there. She laid the ground. I mean, stinking New Zealand. What's her name? Jacinda Redin. Yeah, Jacinda. Jacinda. Jacinda is honestly the greatest world leader. And oh, she's the, a champ. I mean, since stinking Nero, right? She is the greatest world leader since Nero fiddled while Rome burned. And. Yeah, I mean that. If you don't surf, don't start. Whole thing. I mean, I applaud her every day. But my goodness. Yeah, that was I mean, brilliant. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's common sense. It's common sense. But it was. I thought it was great that she said that. That yeah. wasn't just about surfing, but you know, she was definitely targeting surfers.
1: For sure, because who who's going to take up running tomorrow, right? If you don't run, don't start. That's oh, that's, that's okay. the fucking worst sport there
0: is. But yeah, oh, my goodness. If you <laughs> don't run, then you better start tomorrow. Is the mo- I think yeah, but there- you know there are there are people who have who have taken up running and during the lockdown because they're like, "Oh shit, I need to get some form of exercise." Everything else has been taken away, so I'll start running. Those Which are the, the people that that's on the moms. worst thing you can do. The
1: worst. You're gonna get. I mean, those people are gonna pull a ligament and end up in the ER. I mean, no person should start surfing ever. Full stop. What if, honestly, if nobody else began surfing from this moment on? How happy would we be would we be for how long? Would we would we be happy for the rest of our lives?
2: How funny would it be in 30, 30 years know. and everyone's 60 and 70 yeah, and 80? Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. Would we be bummed then thinking, oh, this is a bad idea? Uh, I I think eventually you'd be like, oh, maybe this wasn't so good, you know, because <laughs> you want to you want to see some people progressing and getting good at something, even though you might be fading away. But, I mean, I feel Kelly
1: has made a statement of, like, you can keep progressing till 50, theoretically. I mean, Kelly's…
0: He's just- an anomaly, though. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, in, in
1: many ways. But, uh, real quick, how bummed do you think Kelly is on his choice in quarantining on the Gold Coast as opposed to flying back to
0: Hawaii to his $8 million home? Oh, did you see that post that he put up? Was it this morning, I think? And he was just… Saying something about oh, I love the stretch of coastline and uh, I'm bummed out that I can't be here. And it looked like he was having a little bit of a little bit of a cry there, but it, it, yeah,
1: it's like complete... I don't know that Kelly makes that many mistakes or clearly recognizable mistakes in his life. This one, choosing the Gold Coast over Hawaii, seems in retrospect like a real disaster. Derek,
2: well, um, Palm Beach is Australia's Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> have you luke have you ever been to palm beach on the gold coast
0: oh yeah i would have at some point many many moons ago
2: so it's a it's a it's a cool little stretch of uh, beach between the crumb alley and uh Burley heads but it's just known for its uh drug addicts and its low lives and its thefts and it's you know, all that, all that sort of shit. So it's hilarious that Kelly has this two and a half or $2 million apartment on the beach of Palm Beach. One of the most expensive joints in Palm Beach, but it's the lowest joints. It must make him feel like he's back home in Florida.
1: Oh, did you see, uh, I think it was on our little beach grid Instagram or somewhere where who's, who's Voland? Who's the guy that's always oh, calling? Oh,
2: Sean Voland.
1: Sean Voland was like, oh man, Kelly, blowing it. I drove by your statue today. And was surfing like super fun whatever he was sir who know i mean it's florida so it's not super fun clearly what was like surfing proud and free while kelly was locked down by the gold coast Gestapo.
2: and speaking of sean volan ben marcus sent us both a photo of sean volan's arrest photo did oh did
1: sean volan get no i didn't where did it, oh i i put uh ben marcus into the uh do file Junk file, yeah. I'm so tired of catching his emails. <laughs> so he's
2: got to put junk. Hey, I've got some um, surf specific quiz questions, and uh, over the, over the years on Beach Group, we've done this thing called a surf quiz, and we've got a bit philosophical about certain um, you know questions regarding surfing. So I'm just gonna—they're not general knowledge. So I'm just gonna ask you guys both to uh, to respond. Uh, first, um, Luke, does surfing make you happy? Like in a majority of instances, do you exit the water with your spirits aloft? Or does surfing give you the shits more often than not, and you continue to surf out of habit and maybe identity?
0: Oh, geez, that's a deep question, isn't it? Um, I'd never really thought of that. Does it make me happy? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say most of the time it doesn't really make me happy because it is just a, a habitual thing where I'm like, okay well I need to do it because this is this is part of my routine this is part of my life uh, I need to tick this box I'll go for a surf and you know get it out of the way uh, because I feel like if I don't go surfing then I'll feel a little bit a little bit guilty like uh, I haven't done the thing that I should be doing um, but th- and then saying that sometimes it does make me happy when when I you know I go for a surf and the waves are really good and um Yeah, but uh, I think it's probably more a habitual thing at this point. And what about you, Chaz?
1: I think I'm probably – I don't surf well at all. And so just paddling out is a grand victory for me. So I'll (laughs) say it makes me feel good Uh, seven out of every ten surfs. But, again, it's because my standard is so low. Um, And when I don't surf for a minute and then – and that's when i'll get off it right like i can get into the habit of not surfing uh but that first surf back is miserable always but the second surf i'm always like why did i lay off for you know however many weeks like this is the greatest thing ever and then i'm back on it where so if i'm surfing seven out of every 10 surfs i feel victorious coming in like i <laughs> am the reincarnation of tom curran even <laughs> even though wow. I, one turn yeah see Luke because you actually surf <laughs> that's the problem is if you surf well I think you're cursed to grading yourself against people who surf better me yeah, yeah. Th- there's no bar for me to just. I can't even begin to hit any level of ability and so pumping down the line for me is a I just want to CT. <laughs>
0: yeah I, I know what you mean because um i had i had the, a similar kind of idea my theory was that the better that you get at surfing the the harder it is to be appreciative of it and appreciative of it and and be stoked on surfing because you've got to you've got to keep raising the bar and you've got to get like really really good conditions to have a really enjoyable surf whereas if you're uh your standard of surfing is lower then you can sh- kind of just go out and shit waves and you know just achieve smaller goals like you have to you have
1: to get barreled and do errors right in order to feel good oh pr- yeah pretty much yeah yeah i can literally pump down the line like three good pumps where i actually connected with the power source is the best session of my life that. <laughs> yeah, i
0: envy that, Ooh, I envy that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right so um Ah, uh, Luke. Is surfing egalitarian? Do kooks have equal rights? Is the lineup a better, safer, and more satisfying place if we all ride together as one? And that no matter how good you get, your right to a set wave is equal to that of the absolute beginner.
0: Oh, I hate this question. Oh, man. Um, uh, that's a really. Uh, it's a hard one, but it's an easy one because a more experienced surfer does have more rights than a kook because they have they've they've kind of leveled up i guess they've put in the time and put in the hours to to getting better at surfing to the point where you know you should you, you should deserve better waves than someone who kind of sucks at surfing um i mean i kind of have to look at it at both ways to to put myself in a learner's shoes or someone who who kind of says shit and think about uh if i was there and think about a better, more experienced surfer, if I would be willing to to let them have better ways. And I think I would be. Because
2: if you're a kook, you should be stoked if a, uh, a really good surfer drops in on you. Because it's amazing when you're, when you're learning to watch a good surfer in front of you to see where they're turning and how they're turning.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way you put that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's perfectly right, eh? And that's why I drop in <laughs> on as many people as I can in Raglan because i feel like for them it's a it's a privilege you know to to have me drop in on them because then they get to see you know it's not only have they come to raglan to to get some great waves but they get to see one of the local legends you know, <laughs> surfing right in front of them
2: but it's, seriously as a kid i remember when guys drop in on me i'd be so stoked because i could see and and you know when i used to live on the gold coast if you know kelly or someone would drop in it was It was an honor you know to uh, to, to watch that level of surfing from um, from behind
0: my, my friend has a photo framed in his house <laughs> of Kelly Slater fading him on a bomb at Cloudbreak. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was just stoked on it. It was like, yeah, Kelly Slater dropped in on me, but you know he's he's one of the most majestical surfers in the world, so why wouldn't you want to see that up up close
2: i mean what what, what sort of clown would you be if you yelled at Kelly to get off your wave seriously
0: because or...
1: you're I mean, that's the whole point, though, right? Is like if waves are canvas and the surfer is the artist, then to holler Kelly off when you're going to do a finger painting, when he's going to paint a Picasso, I mean, that's just destroying the wave at that point, right? That's destroying the entire game of what we do. Yeah, but finger painting is still pretty fun. I mean, I I would shoot my finger paints right at Kelly's ass and try to peg him is what I would do. But yeah, that's because I don't, I'm an asshole too.
2: So Chaz, do you think surfing is egalitarian? Do kooks have equal no, rights?
1: never, ever, ever, ever. No, kooks have no rights. That's a beautiful part about it, I think, is that it's one place where it's a meritocracy, but that meritocracy is split as I'm pumping down the line, winning CTs in my mind, of like both people who will... Because surfing is two things at once, right? Surfing is actual surfing, but surfing is also a culture and way of life. Uh, and so I think you can own one of the, you could be a suck surfer and still dominate the cultural narrative in such a way where you can, I mean, I bark people off waves. I'm the nastiest in the water. Without, I'm sure I barked 30 people off waves I mean, way more than that off waves, but at least 30 people in the last year where they looked at me past them and thought, why the hell did that guy bark me off that wave? Like, what is, who does he think he is? Right? But that's a fun part of surfing, I think, where there's it's nuance. So it's not just the merit, it's a meritocracy, but there's a couple tiers in the merit. One is ability, the other is just a loud whistle and a mean stare.
0: Luke, do you uh, do you like a bit? confidence? Uh, bark at people? Um, generally barking at people in New Zealand n- doesn't go down that well because there's a uh, a large gang in New Zealand and, and they um, their calling card is, is usually a, a loud bark. So if you bark at anyone in New Zealand, um, you may be mistaken for a Muggler Mob member. So I, I, I've never barked at anyone. Oh well, the
2: mongrel um, Mob are still around, are they? Oh, fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the Muggler Muggle Mob is still, still going strong. Yeah, we can't oh, talk about them though. I, I don't want to get myself in any trouble.
2: Because when oh, I was when I when I was a kid growing up in Perth, I remember the Mongrel mob came to Perth to um to take on our local Hells Angels.
0: Oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's an international um excursion. It's like a what do, what do they call that? Like a um what do you it's Jamboree? Uh,
2: oh something like that exchange, exchange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a school exchange. Like a
0: school exchange for, for gangs. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was
2: a it was a long ride in their motorcycles, I guess, after they got off the boat from Sydney
0: yeah um but yeah no nah, no no barking, no barking. Uh, what I try to do is if someone um like a kook uh, is is doing something dangerous or they're dropping in too much and and they're not aware of their surroundings uh, I'll just try and explain to them in a nice way uh, why they should should fuck off um, <laughs> but I'll do it as nicely as I can because most of the time you're out there and, and people. Uh, they don't really know. They don't understand because they they've started surfing and they have no idea about the etiquette and they they don't really know about surf culture. All they have is like Chaz was saying, they have the surfing side of it and they're not aware of the whole uh, cultural side of surfing.
2: Well, they're getting the culture from the uh, the WSL, and
0: yes, that's true.
2: And they're learning. They should be uh, getting tubed under under tree branches. Oh, or, or for a,
0: fuck's sake! Yeah,
2: or, or putting a <laughs> hose a hose over their head. Stop
0: heads. motion. Stop has, motion videos from the Liga. ceiling.
1: Have, have the WSL, yeah. Has the WSL come to you, Luke, and
0: asked for content yet?
1: Have they uh, proffered you a contract?
0: <laughs> oh, thankfully, no. No, they <laughs> haven't. Um, I, I don't think I can do it, eh? Hey? they um, <laughs> I don't know. They're just fucking cheese ball. So, I don't, yeah, no. Nah.
2: What's the... Uh, tell me what's... Because, you know, uh, New Zealand and all the New Zealand servers I know, they're all... Deeply entrenched in their in their surf culture, they they know they know the rules of you know a lineup as good as you know Australians you know as the um, you know unlike Europeans and Israelis and, and so on. And um, <laughs> just single them out, yeah,
0: yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, ki- but Kiwi surfers are really aware of um, of surf culture. What's the what's the vibe about the, the WSL in uh, New Zealand?
0: Oh, the one the piha, piha contest. No, it's or just, just the WSL just, just, in general.
2: Just the WSL in general. Is it a is it a kook fest, or is it um is it the the greatest thing that's ever happened to um, sport a professional surfing?
0: Ah, uh, I don't really know how people feel. I, I mean, most of the people that I talk to about the WSL, all they want to see is is the the athletes. They just want to see the events, and um, yeah, I, I don't know if people are you know passionate about the WSL in one way or another. Um, would you laugh at the silly, the silly things that they do? Oh, I just think the way that they've gone with um, how they're marketing the WSL at the moment is, it's just, it's fucking cheese ball. Well, that, that one um, with the, uh, well, they're doing some reality TV thing where they get 10 surfers or something and they go to the surf ranch all vying for a spot at the upcoming contest. It's just like, oh, my God. Did yeah, you old Did Hey? no, no, no. Well, I thought sure. about that. I thought, oh shit, yeah, that would be pretty funny. But I think that that would me out pretty quick and realize that, you know, I, I wasn't going to take it seriously. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And just everything that they're doing is just, it's, um, I don't know. It's like they've got some formula and they're trying to tick all these different boxes of, uh, uh, demographics and all this sort of shit. So yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, it's, it's losing the soul of surfing.
2: Charlie Charlie is a very good friend with uh, Eric elo Logan, the um, CEO. Chaz, oh, the stand
0: paddleboarder. The stand paddle yeah.
2: guy. Yeah, guy. Guy yeah, yeah. is a photographer at every session. Best friend. Chaz, Chaz, what's been happening with your relationship
1: with Eric? I haven't heard from him, so he'll he'll reach out, right? Uh, and like so, when this whole coronavirus thing started, I had a missed call from some number, and I listened to the voice. Like you know, these days when somebody leaves a voice message. It's confusing, but I saw a voicemail and I was like, hmm. So I listened to it. It was Eric Logan who went on for a good 45 seconds of wishing my family well, hoping everything was okay. If I need anything, reach out, et cetera, et cetera. Where I was like, well, that's kind. So I texted him. Uh, But then I also heard in the same week that uh, the World Surf League was offering so desperate for content Offering everybody content except explicitly telling people they were not proffering anything to Beach Grit. So, yeah. So, my relationship with Eric Logan is, come on, Eric. I mean, yeah, he's hopeless at this point. Hopeless, I'll say.
2: But you but you fell under his spell when you had a little um, podcast with, him with, with uh, he, Devil of Scouts, didn't you? He
1: smashed me. He rolled me right over and tickled my belly yeah for sure i thought oh okay this is where it's going this guy can make it happen but uh in retrospect no i think eric is i thought there was more a slightly more rebellious i thought that there was an undercurrent of rebelliousness to him that doesn't actually exist so he is a straight up vanilla drone and he will play i understand what you're doing but doesn't actually understand it.
2: Speaking of uh, rebellious spirits, there was that, um, uh, today on Beach Creek, you posted a story from the Derek Dunphy Instagram account of a guy escaping the, uh, the police. How in- good was that? Yeah. So can you, can you talk me through that?
1: I mean, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear from the clip, right? It's wind and sea. Oh, wind and sea, right. Okay. Yeah. Oop. Maybe it wasn't clear from the clip.
2: Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. But,
1: uh, Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm hooking up an interview with the guy, hopefully uh, tonight or tomorrow. But yeah, literally out surfing, jet ski rolls up on him. Uh, he sprints up the cliff to an adoring audience who helped him escape the coronavirus Gestapo.
2: Lucas, it's, it's, oh, it's, well, the, it's the best thing you'll ever see, Luke. It's Hilarious. Well,
0: I, I started watching it before, but then um, I don't know, I, I got uh, sidetracked. But so what, he 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 escaped successfully?
1: Got, got away scot-free. Yep. Wow, that's escaped. pretty cool. He, he, drops mean,
2: his, he drops his board too, huh? Someone takes his board, he just runs. Somebody took
1: his board. I'm sure it was somebody who, say, who knew him. I mean, but the fact that the, like, the surfer himself was awesome, but the fact that there was enough support on the cliff, that's what really buoyed my spirits of, like, there was real honest-to-goodness, like there wasn't people booing him or get him johnny law or anything there was like you get away you young surfer which felt pretty good i thought and again understand serious times people dying etc cetera, etc cetera, surfing is frivolous blah blah but come on when there's one kid out beating johnny law that's fun no that's matter cool. what's
0: happening. that's cool that's <laughs> cool we, we have we have people over here who are, um, it, it's pretty much like a burn the witch kind of scenario or, um, you know, like pitchforks and torches. And, you know, if someone's doing something kind of wrong, then they're just like, nah, get him. Arrest I him, just, throw him in jail, fine him. I posted the other day, there was a,
1: a New Zealand journalist who, like, totally shamed somebody. Again, surfing alone, right? Where what's the, I mean, a man surfing alone is ultimate social distancing. And yeah. so what's the, like, I don't even understand, I guess, the letter of the law versus spirit of the law. But come on. Like, if somebody's surfing alone and who's Scanlon, was it Greg Scanlon went well out great, of his great way. Greg Karen to Scanlon. Them. Yeah, Greg Karen Scanlon. I mean, when did tattling become completely like theoretically acceptable, he felt so good about being a tattletale.
0: When was the last thing you talked about somebody, Luke? Oh man, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna do it. eh? um, I I just look at it like there there are so many people now, and they just have nothing to do, but they just want to find people who are who are doing something wrong and just just roast yeah. them pretty much. Yeah. yeah, just 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 tattletale on them, absolutely. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad over here um especially at the start of the lockdown where surfing was still illegal i mean sorry it was still legal but it was just it was it was frowned upon to go surfing so if people were going surfing um you know it was the, the local community would try and take photos of people and uh you know get yeah. get their license plate and you know all that sort of thing and then you know yeah it's uh it turned everyone it's turned everyone against each other which which um, is crazy is
1: it's crazy how, for me at least, to realize how many collaborators there are just milling about the general population, where you think, you know, oh yeah, where if we go to war, we'll uh, at least us people will all be together? No, We'll get nah. tattled on by every third neighbor. and that's it. And we'll get tossed into the gulag it's, it's
2: ter- isn't it a terrifying that you know people will watch a movie about uh, Nazi Germany go, like, I can't believe those germans that they that they went down with the fall that Adolf Hitler ran. But we were totally like Jacinda Ardern. Who knows? She could be New Zealand's Adolf Hitler. And everyone's just following us straight down to the fucking, all the way down to Belsen and Auschwitz.
1: Well, just clip oh, it. just taking pictures of their neighbors.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> Next, I, I saw... First, they came for the surface. Thing, um, I saw this thing this morning on, uh, uh, coincidentally, the Munger Mobs cooking show on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, some, some woman had posted this, um, this massive rant. Uh, about Jacinda Ardern and how she uh, how she was part of the the New World Order and that she was a, a paedophile and she had been stealing all these babies and uh, and and this woman had um, had posted on her Facebook page that she she was putting Jacinda Ardern under uh, um, citizens arrest and uh, <laughs> and then she had done this live video of the police coming around to her house. Um, to to ask her about this Facebook post and she was like no no I can I can do what I want um, it's uh, it's freedom of speech and I think she just totally misunderstood um, the, the difference between freedom of speech and and then um, you know threatening someone so <laughs> it's um, I mean this is bringing out all the crazies eh? it's it's really and I, I just troll through Facebook all day pretty much and just try and find the craziest shit that um, <laughs> that people are talking about at the moment hey so um
2: uh another another surf quiz if you guys had to surf one wave for the rest of your life what would it be luke
0: oh i don't i don't know uh, i haven't surfed that many waves um geez i don't know De- i'm, I'm got desert point
2: yeah Desert Point's point it's a good one yeah good one what about the what about the off season because uh when the uh, when the winds swing around the wrong way so for six months that well, four months of the year you're uh Surfing onshore. <laughs> oh, don't
0: throw the factors at me. Look, I was just <laughs> thinking about it at its peak, right? I didn't say
2: I didn't say your favorite wave, I said you had to surf one wave the rest of your One, life. Wave, okay, one wave aware of every that. condition it works in.
0: Oh Lakey Peak then probably. Because that's okay. that's always good. It's always fun. Charlie? Uh Punta Uh
1: Selena Cruz. Oh. Ah. Wow. Screw you screw you locals. Uh is it's <laughs> just it's a wave that I can pump down the line on. Like it is a... And imagine winning CTs on,
0: huh? Yeah, exactly. yeah, You're all about that pumping down the line, eh? That is
1: fun that's though, it. isn't it? It is. I mean, it's that, It's just that doesn't throw up any section, maybe barrels, but like, yeah, it's just a fun, long, roping right-hander.
2: I hate myself when I pump down the line because I know I've missed so many sections. If find myself pumping down the line, like,
1: fuck it, I've done it again. <laughs> Doesn't that pump feel so good?
2: It felt good the first time, about twenty-five years ago or thirty years <laughs> ago, but now just that's just a fucking, it's an act of shame. It's just, it just, it just gives me head noise. I can't sleep at night. Ah, oh, what,
1: what do you, what do you wish you were doing instead of pumping? Like, I wish board?
2: I, I wish I was taking off and squaring off the bottom, just throwing the fins every seventy-five centimeters along the wave. Just did twenty-five turns to the beach
1: but how good how good does pumping down the line feel in your personal life
2: no nah, just just makes me feel sad It's your... like in my sexual life
1: yeah that's what i'm saying
2: yeah i'm i'm not i'm not a i'm not a, I'm not a jackhammer or a pumper
0: you're
1: not I'm a like, pumper
2: no nah, I'm, I'm more like a, a david Copperfield sleight of hand <laughs> <laughs> everything's everything's trickery and um I only do it for every everything I do is for reputation and and uh in uh yeah but pumping down the line makes me feel so sad and you know i'll come out of the water honestly wanting to give up if i feel like i've just pumped down the line have
0: you pumped, I've pumped too much. Well, well pumping down the line that, that that's made a resurgence hasn't it that's um one of the trendy things to do on surfing now is pumping down the line but do it with with your hands like you get your hands in a cool looking sort of thing and do some like spirit hands or something and then just like (laughs) pump down the line on a mid-length fucking whatever those things are and you know do all that all that sort of shit and as long as you look good pumping down the line it's um it's impressive to watch i guess well i don't think it is but a lot of people do
1: that that's one screen grab of you like pumping but like near the lip that's the screen grab you hold
2: who's that He's got, the screen, he's got the screen grab.
1: I feel there's so many of like, uh, I don't want to shame anybody here, but I feel there's, well, let's just shame Joel Tudor, for instance. Like, I feel Joel he's Tudor. He's good at it. And, and precisely, on a non longboard on a mid-length, uh, Joel Tudor, like, knees tucked to chest, kind of. Even,
0: let's say, Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson pumps down the line like nobody else. It's all yeah, Craig he, he does it. Yeah, it's Craig, it's Craig Ando. And there's, yeah. there's a few guys who are doing that now. And they even do it on shortboards. It doesn't no. even have to be a mid-length. It'll be no. like a 5.11 crypto, whatever the hell those things are. And they'll just, yeah. you know, get their line and do their high line and do, you know, stand, you know, upright, which is technically very unfundamental surfing. But they'll do that <laughs> and then they'll do some shit with their hands. And, and it looks really good. Um, but it's yeah it's
2: weird It's weird but, but the, the trickery of it you know when you see it in a video or a clip or something of, you know of craig or oscar Lehman or whatever is they're really really good surfers and and they stand in the right spot but when it but when a uh, intermediate surfer tries to replicate it that's when it all falls to pieces because those guys but, can do it for, for five meters on a way, but they don't pump 20 meters out on the face and then have to do a 17 stage cut back to to get back to the pocket
1: but I'll, but I'll say this, like, the, if you can find that juice in a wave, what else is surfing besides that? Like, yeah, it's a lot of things besides that. But really, I'll say that is essential surfing.
0: Well, going fast or getting in the
1: right part of the wave? Getting in the right part of the wave. Like, yeah, everything else stripped away, being in the right part of the wave, whether it's the barrel, I'm going to say not in the air. But whatever you're doing, it should be technically to be in the right part of the wave, right? Even if it's a major layback snap, it's not for the layback snap. It's to essentially, it should be to get you back to the right part of the wave. No? Yeah. It's always about, mm-hmm. it's,
2: it, there was a, there was a video game called scrambler. It's a video game called scrambler. And you go along, you collect little fuel tanks along the way, along the way as you're going through your uh, different planets and uh, in surfing, being back in the pocket is like getting another or hitting the lid. It's like collecting another another fuel container. Sure. And so, but pumping down the line, you miss a whole bunch of fuel containers. So at some point you have to kind of waddle back to get, to get some fuel. Cause you run out of fuel and you're just sputtering back to the fuel container.
1: So, so, so I should caveat my pumping down the line with staying in the pocket, which yes, I'm like a damn long border or some <laughs> horrible, horrible. Yeah. Aberration. But being, feeling that juice, that to me, that's what's for the minutes. I get to feel that just minutes, the microsecond. <laughs> 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 that's what I love about surfing.
2: Okay. Final, final question. Um, what is a surfer? Is it to enter the ocean on some sort of flotation device and express a devotion to the uh, activity, but which is, which is kind of what the you know, WSL puts out. But, you know, if I like punching things and growling at other men and wearing stretchy pants, does that make me an MMA fighter? So tell me, Luke, what is a surfer? When did you start calling yourself a surfer, if ever?
0: What is a surfer? Jeez. Uh, I, well, I guess someone, a, a surfer is someone who, uh, first and foremost, surfs. Um, that would be, yeah, I guess the the main thing, um, but yeah, I, I don't know, uh, I guess anyone can be a surfer with the right people that, that would consider themselves surfers who barely even surf. So, um, you know, it it comes down to, is it about the, the practice of surfing or is it about the lifestyle of surfing? Obviously the two have to intermingle there, there somehow, but, um, yeah. I don't know. At this point, I'm just I'm just talking absolute shit because I have no idea. But, no, um, but just, the question, but the question to you is, is like,
2: yeah, like you you'll see you look at the line of a raglan and there's 30 guys, 40 guys out, 50 guys out, and some guys are surfers and some guys aren't really surfers. And you'll know in your head what a surfer is. You'll see a guy, and you go, oh, that, guy, that guy, you know, is a is a surfer. You know, there's things like you know they'll um, they they can uh, surf to a certain level and um, surf for a long time and they'll they'll know things intimately but in your head who do you who do you regard as a surfer
0: i think someone who's really dedicated to surfing and uh, who's who's extremely passionate about it um yeah someone who's kind of like dedicates their their whole life to surfing i'd i'd see them as being a surfer not someone who you know every you know, a couple of months decides to go out for a surf because they've got a bunch of surfboards in, in the shed with their golf clubs and their wakeboard and their boat and their fishing rods and all that sort of shit. But like they're probably not a surfer. It's more of someone who, um, you know, who lives the lifestyle and, and who dedicates everything to it. And um, and that's what scares me because I, I don't think I'm really a surfer because, I, I, I mean, I love surfing, but I could easily just not go surfing as well. So...
2: And Charlie, what's uh what's the surfer to you?
0: I mean, just, just a surfing is a disease, right?
1: I mean, and so it's somebody who's infected with that disease, who it doesn't have anything to do with skill, which is oddly why why I'm constantly on the fence with Elo, Eric Logan, because I feel that he may I, I don't quite know if he's playing a game or if he's just properly infected. If he has if he's just diseased. He rides the shit ass sup or whatever he rides, uh, but just does it because he's infected, right? Where, I don't know, I think growing up, I mean, as an Oregonian kid and dreaming this thing and then getting to do it, it's obviously to me, again, the technical proficiency is beautiful to watch and something that we all, I think, even when I'm pumping down the line, still striving (laughs) for, I'm still trying to hit the lip and trying to do a proper you know, even 12 hitch cutback and, you know, any, I mean, we're always trying to get better, like, because what's the fun and not trying to be better. Um, I love the act of surfing, but there's something about the infectiousness of surfing and the way it can, uh, I don't even know, like derail lives. Like you and I, Derek and Luke, all of us may have had functioning lives if it wasn't for surfing right i mean we could have maybe possibly done something with ourselves thanks to surfing we are guaranteed to do fucking nothing with ourselves <laughs> and so that's that's spot on yeah and so to me we're surfers like people who piss away a life for this silly ass thing which is what we've all done and maybe Elo's doing it too
2: all right. Thank they you. Luke.
1: That, he? he might <laughs> be like, he was thinking uh, president of Oprah Winfrey, like Elo may be on the f- stinking Titanic where he thought it was good. And he's taking Dirk Siff's money and the s- ship is sinking and you got Jack Freestone and Lionel Blanchard jumping off to be YouTube stars and you have everybody else jumping off and Elo is just playing whatever. What song were they playing when the Titanic sank?
2: Oh, oh my, to be, oh. to be closer to thee.
1: yeah. Oh my God. To be closer to the, thee or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Elo is there playing. He still thinks Italo is playing with him, but <laughs> he's, not, he's not quite sure. <laughs> so but by that,
2: by that theory, Elo might be the ultimate surfer.
1: He may be the jury is out. I'll say the jury is out, even though I just damned him to hell midway through this podcast.
0: Oh, fuck you, yeah, man.
2: Oh, can we do Kiwi excellence for a while?
0: Oh, I'm not really good at doing Kiwi accents. Oh, I think you. So many choices, There's a variety. <laughs> Real quick, Luke, are you a, are you a property goodness Lakers fan? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, good, good. I was, I've seen the Lakers stuff in your Instagrams. I was really, truly hoping you didn't just accidentally have Lakers stuff, that you were a Lakers fan. Oh no, I've been a Lakers fan for about 20 years. Okay, fantastic. How yeah. crook is this damn? I mean, this was it. LeBron and the boys were going to win. Oh,
0: I know. Another one. I'm fucking doubting. That was the first domino to fall was the NBA season being called off. And I was just like, oh, no. That was it for me. Once the lake like,
1: Mm. I just – I had the whole thing scripted in my mind about such a good team that had done so well all season. And I was so excited about the finals and, you know, probably dragging
0: some East Coast team to Game 7 and then – Nothing and that's it and it's a year off the uh,
1: It's around. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing because he's you know He's 35 and he's, he's good. He's got a limited, you know lifespan in the NBA. So yeah. That's it. I don't know Yeah, that's, I'd say it will be I mean they're talking about bringing it back in june or something, but
1: yeah I, doubt I mean, it. it'll be But yeah, it's really really makes me that's the one thing about coronavirus. I don't care about everybody who lost their grandparents I only only care about the last one. Oh week. man,
0: people die. Hey, pe- people die. People die every day. People lose their yeah. jobs. But all fucking, people. oh, this was a great chance for LeBron to, you know, get another one. But oh well. Who was the, who was the guy
2: who licked everything? The uh, French uh, basketball player.
0: Oh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Oh, and Rudy apparently, Gobert, he's yeah. like, um, all his teammates hate him now. Yeah. Eh, apparently, so.
2: <laughs> Ooh, what did they do? Uh, I just licked yeah. the. Uh... <laughs>
0: Did you see that? Like he was like touching all the microphones and all that sort of oh, shit. He's a legend. It was like, oh man! Yeah, I feel, it was, uh,
1: I feel that way every day though. That all the shit I talk about coronavirus for sure, I'm going to die, and my loved ones are going to die because of me. And then people, I'll be the Rudy Gobert of surf journalism. Be, so. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you hey, talk hey, about
0: uh, it, you jinx yourself.
2: That's it. <laughs> hey, hey, Luke James, just James actually showed me something a little while ago, and I just lost in the conversation, but. Um, Luke was on *Married at First Sight*, which is a uh, reality TV oh, show, oh. and um, and he's got a little headline here: uh, *Married at First Sight*, New Zealand. <laughs> Groom and described it itself described comedian in inverted commas. <laughs> uh, Luke <laughs> <Cederman. are> self described.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell, I've
2: never seen that it. in my life. I love it. The comedian inverted commas. Uh, Luke Sederman <laughs> may have tried to defend himself to his former bride Lacey Swanpole. That he wasn't after fame, but he couldn't help post a tongue and cheek video about the situation the day after he exited the three TV show. Were you? Um, and the and the photo doesn't look like you at all. I guess it was pre beer. But do um, so you a reality TV star before all this, Luke?
0: Oh no, nah, not really. I was just real bored, and my friend was just like, "Oh, you should do this TV show." I was like, "No, nah, I don't want to do it." And he fucking eventually he got to me, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, I'll well, I'll do it for so shits and giggles." And then um and then so I like applied for it. And then I thought, there's no way I'm ever gonna get on there. And then, sure enough, I, you know, went through all this process, and I fucking ended up on TV. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? And um, I lasted like five days, and I was, I was out of it. But stupidest thing I've ever done by far. Oh, fuck. That whole, that whole industry and everything is just toxic shit. Eh? It's just, I just hate even talking about it, or thinking about it. Eh? It's just fucked.
2: So, so did you have a, did you have a, uh, a woman that you had to be pretend married to?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's checks. So I meet her, and you and you get married, and all that sort of shit. But it's all, yeah. It's 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 just mental. Did you did you sex her? Nah, no nah, fuck no. She was a cunt. She was a, <laughs> <laughs> one of the most horrible people I've ever met. The the wedding photos are beautiful.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a there's a photo and um, you guys are getting married and. um she uh she she looks really dismayed about something. I'm not really sure, but um <laughs> but she's just kind of pretty and, and you look pretty happy and you have a nice suit on and and everything and uh
0: Oh it was so weird because I had to smile and I never smile and they're like smile and I was like, Oh fuck, how does that work? <laughs> and so I forced a couple in there for photos and shit.
2: So what so what happened? Were you were you on television for quite some time?
0: Uh yeah, I don't know. Um like a month or something. Something, oh, like that. something? I don't know. Yeah, it was too long. It was way too long.
2: And oh. and, and have you dated other women's because of the uh, the show? Because you're fame, And you're, you know, comedian, colours.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Comedian. Um nah nah nothing <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with that. I was just like, oh fuck. I just tried to distance myself from that as much as I possibly could. I was just like, I just wanna have nothing to do with this shit.
2: <laughs> so good. I'm just just looking at the photos now. You're um I mean I, I haven't seen you without a hat for ever.
0: <laughs> oh yes, because I always wear hats because I'm bald and yeah, you know, it keeps my head warm.
2: <laughs> because you see someone with a beard and a hat, yeah. he's a hairy motherfucker, but uh, but now I can see that you're not. Oh not up
0: top, no. No, no, no. no. Wow. Isn't is the premise of the show that you meant to go on and marry one and then
2: plow the rest of the house? Isn't that the whole wasn't that
0: the I think that's the Australian version? <laughs> so yeah yeah they do that in the aussie version yeah
1: did you
0: that opportunity? <laughs> well I, I didn't even know what it was about i'd never even seen it before i did it so it's i didn't know what the fuck i was so getting myself like, into and
2: then you meant to go find a nice one but then you meant to struggle and hit every other bridge in between
0: yeah no nah, i was just fucking getting it i was gone <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, you, do you think um do you think new zealanders operate in a higher moral plane than australians because I noticed the way he said that was, was kind of implying that Australians are oh, just yeah, a piece yeah, 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 yeah. of
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> what nah, is, it with, nah, what nah. is it with the Kiwi superiority
2: <laughs> complex? Look I at our Prime we're Minister. Smaller,
0: man. We're smaller, We're like the We're like the little brother, you know. We're just trying to fucking, you know, nip at the heels. So that's, that's what it comes down to. Well, I've noticed, I've noticed um, between Australians and New Zealanders it's even become competitive with, the fucking, with this pandemic.
2: Now who's got more deaths?
0: Oh, yeah, no, the, yeah, it's like, oh, who's doing it better, you know, who's winning, like, who's got, like, less people infected per capita, and all this sort of shit, it's like, wow. But I guess we've got no sports at the moment, so we've got to be competitive about something. Yeah, we don't have
2: that here, Luke, just
0: you guys. Yeah, no, I know, it's yeah. a, it's a full yeah. New Zealand thing, It's yeah. the little it's the little yeah. brother complex, because... You know, you guys don't have to worry about anything because you're, you know, the the big brother, and we're just like, yeah, fuck you guys, <laughs> kind of thing. It's
2: so it's so funny to hear that you haven't surfed in a month because apart from Bondi, everywhere in Australia is just surfing their surfing their brains out.
0: Oh yeah, I bet. Um, no, it's been five or six weeks now because I had not surfed, you know, before the lockdown. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I know. Yeah, you guys. So is all? The, is there still beaches that are closed though?
2: No, bon- uh, Bondi is the only place closed in um, Sydney? Oh, okay. Bondi's you
0: know,
1: opening. Though, I just saw due to public rage.
2: Yeah, due to due to public rage. I'm I'm hoping it's closed forever. Oh, I yeah. love I love the fact that it's closed. It's such a yeah. shit beach for waves. Yeah, it's just full of so many fucking kooks, me included, just falling over each other and yelling at each other, and ah, it's ghastly joint. But you know, it's it's go around the corner and and you got a few few waves, and I just been down at Cronulla. It was like a beach party amazing everyone's got a surfboard under their arm. There's probably five hundred people out in the water.
0: Have wow. you
1: served have you surfed Tamarama, Derek?
2: Well t- funny, Tamar's where there's um so Mackenzie's Bay is a little little bay to the to the north and then there's Bronny to the south. But Bronny yesterday was uh was pretty good about as good as Bronny gets like fifty guys surfing three sections.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was, it
2: was it's, insane. Yeah. So so here Luke's been kind of in lockdown. It's um it's you know sort of classic because we've only had 60 64 stiffs here in australia all over 60. Yeah, yeah
0: it's the same here they've all been over 70 i think we've had 11. so yeah pretty pretty similar to you guys like per capita but um, yeah
2: you, know, you know so the whole thing that you might cut your face or something you're surfing and you know, it overwhelmed the fucking emergency department oh, so, I it's just, it just one of
0: those pre- precautionary things it is ultimately it is bullshit. <laughs> But I think it, it came down to that they weren't going to have any lifeguards on duty or no, no coast guard or anything like that. So I think they just kind of put a stop to anything on the water. Um, yeah. You know, like boaties and all that. And then even when we come out of level and go into level three, they're still um, uh, banning boats. So no, no motorized and no, you know, no motorbikes, no boats, anything like that. Because
2: motorbikes get pretty close to people, huh? Oh, hey, the
0: motorbikes. <laughs> motorbikes. <laughs> no, I think yeah. that's some fucking FEMA snapping sort of shit. But um <laughs> oh, that's
2: milder. right. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. Yeah, I think it's really funny the whole overwhelming ER departments. There was a thing on Facebook and someone um went surfing and they hurt their nose and they had to get a helicopter in and how ashamed they were that it overwhelmed the ER department.
0: Well, <laughs> meanwhile, there's
2: about fucking two people in ICU and you we have twelve people in, in hospital. hospital. Mm. <laughs> Across the whole. You, hey Luke, have you had Raglan yet? Where it's like good surf yet though?
0: Um. Nah. Oh, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Yeah. But the last week or ten days, it's been shit, so it doesn't matter. But it's, the good it's thing, a thing is. A lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Watch how like good you can hold out.
0: Yeah, that that would be difficult. Oh. Um, but the good thing is next Friday there's a really good swell coming in. Hopefully, we should be out of lockdown by then. Well,
2: um, do you think you've still better to surf when the uh, lockdown three comes down?
0: <laughs> that was actually one thing that I was worried about, and I was going to bring it up before, though I was, I was actually terrified about having that first surf back because it's it's fucking quite daunting, eh? Like if you haven't surfed for a, for a few weeks or a month or whatever. And in a proper swell. Getting back into it, yeah, in a proper swell. Like it's going to be six foot and it should be pretty good. So I'm just like, oh. I don't do any kind of training or exercise or anything like that. So I'm just oh, I don't know how the fuck I'm going
2: to go. Should be, you should be practicing your pop-up, mate.
0: Oh, I probably you should. Get be. on the WSL
2: and, and practice your pop-up. There's probably some yeah. pop-up exercises on there. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll do I'll do one of those at-home surf challenge things. Or, <laughs> or at least keep doing my, my 25 push-ups a day. Practice. I,
1: had, I had the people from Surf Knobs just email it the other day. Yeah, and they said, oh, we would love beach crit. Love it. We have a product for you, surf Oh, All those up.
0: things, those tips. Yeah, exactly. that you put on the rail. They emailed oh me specifically about wow. that
1: content and thought it would be a good fit. And so it was. Oh man, James, you want it?
2: We'll have, we'll have some we'll have some surf pops if they, uh, if, they can, <laughs> if they can meet our five thousand American dollar um, sponsored <laughs> post fee.
1: Okay, James, I'm gonna forward it to you. I didn't even respond yep. to the guy. You go for it, James. <laughs> All right, those, thank you, those
2: thank things you, things are amazing. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Mike.
0: Cheers, Mike.